on this episode of the State of the Bulldogs with Sam, Mike, Jeb, and Grant. We will be previewing the Auburn game this weekend under the lights in Jordan-Hare uh, and giving you some exciting podcast updates. Please subscribe to the podcast. We're at five stars and leave a good review. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at State of the Dogs. And with that, let's kick this thing off. I would imagine yeah. and there's another one. Yeah. In a yeah. On a Saturday night. Yeah. After a big win. Yeah. Eight against a four and five team for the FCS. And here goes Andre Washington. He skipped through the defenders and he's taking it all the way. On the run, he's got room. Inside the five to attention wins it. All right, so Grant, uh, the episode we released on Sunday was not a fluke. You aren't just a special guest. Uh, What? Everybody, I wish Michael and Jeb were here to welcome you officially uh, to the podcast. We are recording this the same night, so they aren't here. But so Grant, welcome uh, to the State of the Bulldogs family. We're super happy to be teaming up. With uh, none yeah. other than the Sanford Scoop, baby. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. You're going to hear, for better or for worse, my voice a lot more. So, so good <laughs> luck to everybody out there. No, nah, I'm just playing. Yeah, this just, just joking again. I'm not going to take shots at anybody this time. But but yeah, oh yeah, it's going to be fun. <laughs> Excited to get a roll with you guys as we as we uh, get more acquainted and uh, yeah, as we get through the year. Should be fun. Oh, no, it certainly will be. And, uh, you know, everyone's going to love hearing your voice, Grant, because already just with our one western recap western carolina recap you already elevated the level of analysis and uh detail that uh people tune in tune in to hear so i'm excited for the sanford community to get a full-fledged media outlet uh we'll have some more news to come maybe next week uh but for now you know, the largest Sanford non-official Sanford Twitter account is on the podcast crew. I think we're the only official Sanford po- or unofficial Sanford podcast. Like I said, we'll have some more news to announce. But for now, you uh, the Sanford community has an all-outlet media company, giving them insights, details, recaps, analysis of all things going on. For the, for the main Sanford sports, but then also especially through the scoop on every Sanford sport, it seems like. So yeah. it's exciting, dude. Yeah, it's awesome. We kind of, as we've been talking about in the last, I guess, month or so, there's not a Sanford unofficial Sanford outlet that covers Sanford sports out there that we've seen with all these. Obviously, these bigger schools have, as we mentioned, the on three, whether it's, whether it's your on three rivals, 247 type site. So obviously, we're starting mm-hmm. at the ground floor of that, but that's obviously what oh, yeah. we uh, want to get to so that's it's just a great starting point and how we can build and get even bigger coming off of last year Sanford obviously and their 11 conference championships see if they can continue that and uh, provide uh, great coverage like uh, all the all these athletes that put those championships put those championships in the trophy case to preserve so yeah uh, should be fun yeah no it, it's Already been a blast, and it's just going to get a whole lot more fun now that the Sanford Scoop is with us. But, Grant, uh, we have the Auburn game coming up. You know, half the reason we started this podcast was that we could be credentialed media. And, ladies and gentlemen, this will be our first 
credentialed media event. We uh, will have some kind of media pass to uh, the Auburn game. So we will be able to give you a lot more insight and detail and just kind of, you know, inside access to a degree of what should be and usually is a very fun SEC game uh, each year that, that we yep. get to play in. Although I do, I guess I do prefer playing the ACC teams. Maybe we could dial up another Florida State, but not this Florida State. Maybe the rematch of the three years ago Florida State team. You know? Uh, yeah, let's wait a couple of years so we don't have we don't have Jordan Travis and uh, yeah, yeah, and, uh, exactly. Burst coming down our neck. We'll, 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 let's exactly, wait a couple of years for that to filter out. But yeah, but yeah. You know, so Grant, when we first saw, I guess it was three year, two maybe two years ago or three years ago that Auburn was going to be up for 2023, you know, the last couple of matchups have not been competitive. I think Auburn won the last one 52 to zero. Uh, They, you know, they played when we were there or when I was there, Jeb and Michael and I, I think our sophomore year and we went to the game, we were winning at halftime and it was their homecoming. And because we were winning at halftime, a lot of people just left. That's kind of the feeling going into this year of the goal is to just make them a little nervy. But the fact that the game hasn't necessarily been competitive when Auburn hasn't really been that good, even though Hugh Freeze is the coach and the program is in turmoil and Peyton Thorne's really not that good of a quarterback as we all saw uh, in the Cal game. What's your initial feeling? Now, look, I know I just set you up to say something, but What's your initial feeling without what I just said uh, about the Auburn game? Before Auburn fans come at me next week, if they listen to this and they ended up winning 60 to nothing, let's actually not talk about <laughs> that. Let's, let's go a little more positive. But yeah, it should be fun. It's always fun going down there to the SEC or like you mentioned, ACC opponents. And shout out to Auburn actually uh, bringing in another uh, in-state school to come, uh, to come at their place. Mm-hmm. I know that school in Tuscaloosa hasn't invited the in-state school over to come play at their place since 1944. So a shout oh out to Auburn. Goodness. And I know Auburn's had other other matchups with other in-state schools. Yeah, that's going around. Since uh, 1944, yeah, Sanford wasn't even Sanford then. It was still Howard College. So that gives you an indication wow. of the last time that Alabama played another in-state school. Again, that's, They might impose that rule on Texas schools after this past weekend. Yeah, and again, that's another conversation. That's another podcast that we can focus on. <laughs> focus on that. But again, like... Like you mentioned, it's fun getting down there, and Auburn's got a great at- Auburn's got a great atmosphere and great crowd, great fan mm-hmm. base. Yeah, it should be fun getting to experience Sanford football under the lights, and what should be good weather. Because I remember last time we went down there, it was kind of rain, kind of rain, mm-hmm. super cloudy, and the game wasn't all that fun. So it's cold too, late November. So yeah, getting under the lights and drawing hair should be a blast, no matter what the score is. But again, just hope we can go out there and compete yeah. uh, to the best of their ability, and uh, kind of put a scare into this Auburn young Auburn program right now. Under Hugh Freeze. Yeah, so we're going to get there in the morning. We're going to enjoy all the tailgates, all the pregame yeah, atmosphere. Awesome. Because it is a wonderful – it's a wonderful environment. You know, Auburn fans are way kinder uh, than Alabama fans. Way less toxic yeah. of a fan base. Uh, Jordan Hare is a lot prettier than the kind of Bryant-Denny. All the new football money they basically put lipstick on a pig it's just not that impressive of a stadium in terms of it is in size yeah. but not in terms of aesthetics right jordan hair certainly has that classic yeah. feel just a little more less glitz and glam more just about the game and family and you know everything we love about football yeah. so that's 
what I'm most looking forward to. And you're right. I think a scare is our realistic goal. I wish Jeb were here. He would be pumping mm-hmm. us up saying this is how we're going to win. Now, yeah, I have not talked to him since the Western game in person. He might switch that, right? Like maybe, maybe he wouldn't have such a rosy outlook. But yeah, I could give that same defense too if uh, last week didn't happen. But we've already harped on that. We can we can move on. I could have I could have jumped in that foxhole with him and found a find a way away. Well, if this happened, Peyton Thorne throws a pick or two. You get the, get this happen. You you never know. But like you mentioned, Auburn's a great place and a great atmosphere. No, I think Peyton Thorne. It's funny. Western Carolina, we're going to assume, was an anomaly offensively. Not defensively, but offensively. Sometimes you don't want to be the team, no matter who you are, you don't want to be the team that gets to play the, you know, really, the the team that just went through a really hard week of practice, that really zoned in, that was embarrassed the week before, and is going to be clicking and executing at a level that you probably weren't going to get had they not just been embarrassed the week before, right? Like we kind of see that. Now, if it's yeah. an even playing field, we really see it happen. Uh, and that the, the team that comes in with something to prove usually wins, right? Sanford's certainly coming in with something to yeah. prove to themselves. They have nothing to prove to Auburn or the SEC, but they have something to prove for themselves. They're upset as a top 10 team right. in the country and they looked bad. If Samford can execute, if Michael Hires can score points, I think it does put a little pressure on Peyton Thorne, who is a below average college quarterback. You know, not bad. He's just below average. Right. However, we watched what Auburn did against UMass. They won like 50 to nothing, right? Peyton Thorne yeah. looked like Caleb Williams for all Pete's for, for Pete's sakes, right? But real Peyton Thorne came out in California. If we get real Peyton Thorne, Stanford has a chance. That's about it. I think Auburn has every single advantage uh, on every single position other than quarterback. Right, yeah. You could definitely make an argument that Stanford will have the best quarterback on the field uh, come Saturday night. But again, once leaving every other position out of that conversation, you could obviously make a case that quarterback Stanford would have an edge in that department for sure. Now, the obvious caveat here is no matter how good Michael Hires is, he's only going to play as well as the offensive line. And I don't care how bad Auburn's in the dumps, so to speak, their defensive line is still an SEC defensive line. Like, it's not bad. Even when Auburn is bad, they still have dudes. Yeah, it's still an SEC school. No matter how we slice it against Auburn, the competition SEC, there's still that – a difference in the lines between FCS and FBS. I think it was Shador Sanders a couple weeks ago said for Colorado said that the only thing was different between the two levels was how big and how fast uh, both of them were at FCS level. Yeah, and I agree with that for the most part. Um, certainly, from a Sanford perspective, we put wide receivers and corners, um, DBs in the NFL, right? So to a degree a pretty mediocre yes, sure. FCS program historically puts dudes in the NFL skill positions, right? We have put a D lineman, Michael Pierce, right? We got some, we got some linemen yeah. in there, but it is certainly an anomaly. Um, now Western's line, they were solid. Uh, there's a certain, there's certainly yeah, a difference sure. between our line and Western's line. Our line is, is good for the FCS level, but 
it's fr- frankly, it's going to have a hard time holding up. This is not rocket science here. It's going to have a hard time holding up against the Auburn, right. Auburn line. You have Shorter's defensive end is beating our tackles, right? Auburn's defensive end is going to be able to beat our tackles. Right. So yeah. this game's competitive level is going to hinge on the trenches, more so really for our offensive line. Our defense is going to give up what they give up, whatever. If we can face or force Peyton Thorne to overthrow, throw picks, whatever, force him to run, and we're scoring points, that's a recipe for a competitive game. If we're still right. doing that on defense and Peyton Thorne's giving us every possession to throw a pick or whatnot, but we're also just getting gashed on the offensive line and they're getting around and they're sacking us every few plays or they're disrupting Michael's throw every few plays and not letting us run, it does not matter how bad Peyton Thorne is. We will lose the game. So, right. It's going to be very interesting. I think from a Sanford perspective, this game didn't have a lot of interest other than it just being fun until we got embarrassed by Western. And now it takes on a whole new life because when we talked to coach Hatcher at media day, you know, we asked him specifically about the sec games. He's like, look, we leave the hype up to people like y'all, right? The podcast, the media, we leave the hype up to y'all for us. You know, we don't ever go into a game now he didn't, this is not quoting him, but he you know, right. basically said we don't go into a game thinking we're going to lose, right? They try to win every game, but he said for an SEC game, an ACC game, a lot of things, pretty much everything, has to go right at the beginning. He said the first part of the game is so crucial, and you think back to the Florida State Duck Hodges Kelvin McKnight game, first play of the game, touchdown Sanford Kelvin McKnight, right? Dime. That, the shoulder. That's the start you have to have. You think back to the Duck Hodges Mississippi State game the year before that. That, that we was scored what one of the best the best Sanford game I've ever been to. Uh Mississippi State fans hated us. And we hate their cowbells too, but, but that's that's we hate their, their cowbells are so obnoxious. So obnoxious. Uh great, great start and execution offensively, right? So the fact that we only scored seven against Western coming into this game where we know we have weapons. Yeah. How, like, we'll talk about what Hatcher said after this first part, but do you think we can start hot? Like, do you think the team will actually turn it around? I think you kind of, like you mentioned, like Hatcher, I mentioned to you guys in media days, it's that first two possessions. You got to be able to, like, you got to be able to punch them in the mouth early. You got to be like, okay, you can't, because you play into that mental game, like if you go on, if you defer on defense and they drive right down the field, like oh, oh gosh, here we go again. We got to go through this. Mm-hmm. So you talk about how how those first few possessions are vital to where you get we gain a little confidence. You gain a little, move the ball down the field. Maybe you don't score, but you still move the ball down the field a little bit. And that's kind of what we saw last week with Western out of the delay. Just like all the confidence we've seen in the Sanford offense last year, that kind of wavered when they weren't moving the ball down the field the way the way that they were used to. And again, you talked mm-hmm. about how, again, just that mindset of you need to punch them in the mouth, like, like with Florida State. That way, you have that. Okay, okay, we're we're in this. We can hang around. We don't care who's on the other side. We can we can make a game of this for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he said, you know, first you gotta you gotta win the first few minutes, and then kind of to your point about the first two drives, on top of executing our offense, scaring them, showing them that you're legit. Your whole team has to 
get over the fact that they're faster, stronger, they're going to hit harder and just accept that to a degree and then try their best to compete because the only way that you're going to be able to beat them is not overthinking it. You know, you can't be afraid to go execute Kelvin McKnight when he's running down the field past, I don't know who's on that team, but surely a future NFL DB uh, as he's running down that field. He's probably not the literal fastest guy. No, he's a fast dude. But he's probably not the literal fastest guy, and he's certainly not the biggest. But it doesn't matter. He was confident in his game. So it's that yeah. mental hurdle of, oh, crap, they're bigger, they're faster, they're stronger. But I still need to go execute at my highest level. That's the only way you can stay with it. Uh, and then funny enough, the last part he said is, you know, just stay healthy. We don't want injuries. We don't want yeah. Michael Hires back there getting popped. It would not shock me if it gets ugly. They throw Quincy in there. Kind of two two points there that he said would make the game competitive. And who's to say what the offense is going to look like? We put up zero against Georgia last year. Auburn ain't Georgia. All right. They are not Georgia. So Well, TCU only put up seven against Georgia too. So, I mean, we weren't that far off. <laughs> I shot Shout out to Max Duggan and TCU. They only scored one more touchdown than we did. I mean, come on. <laughs> exactly. You don't see us uh, unfurling a CFP banner at the stadium. So, yeah. Hopefully, we score early. Yeah, we talk about the mindset. I keep harping on it, but we have an older team too. There's a lot of juniors mm-hmm. and seniors and grad transfers. So you think they played a lot of football? They've played in some games like this, whether it's at at Sanford or previous schools. So you sure. still have that hurdle of we've gone through this. We know what to expect. And that way they won't, wouldn't seem as rattled if you're walking into Jordan here on a Saturday night with a young team. Yeah. It, I'm going to get excited because I have like my fan mindset is forced. It's like, look, you have to be excited for this game. Yeah. My football general knowledge mindset is, you have a 1% chance of winning this game. And the only reason you have the percent is because you're actually playing the game, right? That's what, you know, the honesty is telling me. But there is a way you can rationalize a path to victory or at least a path to everyone's tuning in, kind of like the Florida game where Florida pulled away late, right? But everyone and their mother knew Mm -hmm. that Sanford and FCS team had put up the most points in a single half in uh, Ben Hill Griffin Stadium history. Maybe we maybe we get a repeat of that, right? Jordan yeah. Hare hasn't been too friendly in the past to Sanford. Uh, I got a fun little trivia question because surprisingly, Grant, we have played Auburn a lot, uh, a whole lot more than some of these other power programs. Uh, but before yep. we get to the trivia, we got to okay. talk about Whammy, baby. Yes, please. So if you're if you're <laughs> if you're a listener of the pod, you know Sanford Sports gets us excited. Uh, but we couldn't cover all of our bases without good coffee. Before, before we start our game day or tailgate at Auburn, uh, we love brewing up a pot of Whammy coffee. Not only does Whammy produce excellent coffee, they also make it fun to drink. With a mystery toy in every bag of beans, you can pair our podcast with a cup of Whammy for a perfect start to the morning. With quick shipping and rotating options, uh, you can find your favorite bag of coffee anytime at whammycoffee.com. W-H-A-M-M-Y coffee.com. 
Certainly going to be guzzling some whammy uh, as we road trip from Atlanta to Auburn. Right now, the plan is wake up early and try to hit up a few tailgates. We're going to have to try to dig up some Auburn contacts to find out what tailgates are worth going to. There is a Sanford official one. Um, We didn't register yet. I don't know if there's a deadline. I don't know if they would turn you away, right? You assume no, like that's not really tailgating culture, but no. Do you know who I am? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. I'm, I'm just. I'm just joking. Yeah. So the plan is right now. Joe drives into Atlanta. Michael is going to drive in from Nashville, and then Grant, you're going to drive over from like the whole podcast squad will be at yeah. a Sanford game for the first time. Don't think we all made it to the Sanford Furman basketball game. I know Mike did. So yeah, it'll be the first time the podcast crew is together for a game, yeah. which will be a lot of fun. Yeah, I just got to make the two-hour drive down Highway 280 from uh, Birmingham to Auburn, and uh, should be a fun <laughs> time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were in Auburn. Uh, what was it for the baseball regional? And yes, I, yeah, I was pretty. I was pleasantly surprised by the city of town of Auburn. Yeah, you it's know, a great. We went. It's a great little college town compared. It to is. For one. The town is quaint, right? It's a place that you could see yourself living and raising a kid. There's some nice mom and pop restaurants. You can escape the craziness of the university and, you know, still have a nice little college town experience. And then, you know, the town, the, the campus is really nice. There are some data. Everybody, look, everybody has their buildings built in the everybody. 70s or 80s where architects basically just close their eyes and decide to build the most boring buildings in the history of the planet. Um, you certainly have those like Auburn's yeah. old basketball stadium, you know, not actually could be their current one. I don't know. It's right by the baseball stadium. It's ugly, it's current, but everything yeah. else is, Oh, what, oh that's sad. Uh, current, but everything yeah. else is great. So really excited just to, you know, get to experience Auburn again, because, we kind of the only time we were there for football, we kind of rolled in and we rolled out and we didn't hang out. We certainly didn't tailgate. I saw a couple of high school buds, but excited to kind of soak it in a little bit more this time. But Grant, I got to now. This is you know, it's only you, right? You don't have anyone to fight against for this one. But I got a fun little trivia okay. question. So Sanford has been playing Auburn since the beginning of the 1900s and we played almost every other year up until 1945 now sanford's overall record is 28-0-1 we got one tie uh, we have no wins but we took uh, 28 and one right yeah oh oh yeah yeah oh 28 one thank you thank you that'd be sick if it was 28-0-1 but uh, it would be amazing if it was 28-0-1 oh my goodness auburn would never schedule us to, in fact 1945 would have been the last time we played if that were our record it's true uh, but we took a break after World War II. We took a long break. Grant, what was the first year we played Auburn after that? Okay. Let's see. And Auburn won 55 to 0. Let's see. Not that it matters. I was born in 97. I don't know, I don't know why that matters, but <laughs> throwing that out there. Um, I think Grant's just trying to flex his age on us. I am all over the place. 2003. No, 1992. Oh, so, like, this is an interesting pattern here. So, oh, so close, but not yeah, really. Yeah, not really. Yeah, we play, started in 1903. 
with a drubbing in Auburn, 58-0. to zero. We then go on to play almost 25 times over the next 45 years, or 40-ish years, uh, 42 years. Um, the closest the closest score we got was the tie, 9-9, to nine, in Birmingham, 1927. Um, the closest other than that was 7-6 to six in 1925. I was looking this up in my notes before, just going over the history, and I can't believe that that, that was actually the trivia question. I actually went to AuburnTigers.com. I was like, oh, let's just go through some scores here and find some <laughs> find some high points. But and my notes was not the first time we played after World War II. <laughs> I, should, I should do more research. Yeah, uh, you would have been looking a long time for some high points. 1920, we lost 88-0. to zero. I had that written down. I had... The tie that we had in 27. Mm-hmm. I almost asked that. And then I had the last three matchups in uh, 19, 14, and 11. So I, I did have notes on this, funny enough, but not... That's amazing. And not again, first time we played this. See, sports. everyone, Grant is just raising the bar here for uh, you know the knowledge and expertise he's bringing. He had notes on the Auburn-Sanford history. See, I... That's- See, I need to have prep or else I'm all over the place. So, oh, yeah, I hear, you I hear that. People. I hear on. that. Uh, so, yeah. So, in 1945, we played at Montgomery, Alabama, and we lost 38 to nothing. And then 1992, they picked it back up, but only for a year, 92 and 93. We wouldn't play again until 20 years, basically, 2011. I don't understand. Uh, we've played three times, though, 2011, 14, and 19 in the most recent history. So, maybe. Yeah, I was at the – I was at the 2014 game. Okay. Yeah, that was the cold. Uh, that was the cold, uh, cold yep. one. That was the one we were yeah. all. We have a great friend group picture. Uh, it's funny in that picture we weren't dating the girls we were with quite yet. Um, we were in what the kids call the talking okay. stage, but ended up getting married. Basically, every couple that's in that picture got married, with the exception of one. I think. Huh. So kind of funny. I think people who know us and listen to that know what picture I'm talking about. And I hope they don't correct me, but I'm pretty sure that's right. Yeah. In 2014, Cameron Artis Payne ran for 129 and a touchdown. Wow. Wow. That was the, uh, the uh, Nick Marshall Auburn team. Uh, James Bradbury had an interception. Oh, that's amazing. Hmm. The 2011 game was 35 to 16. That's not terrible. Like if it, if we lose to Auburn 35, 16 and let's see what the, See what the halftime score of that bad boy was. Oh, 14 to 10 halftime, Auburn up. See, if a game like that where you can keep it interesting, you put a little doubt. Because here's the other deal Auburn is down, right? They got a nice juice of energy when Cadillac Williams became the interim last year. Almost upset Auburn. Alabama. Yeah, they held Bama to like Bama like 13 points. Bresh Young uh, had to save them again, but. Yeah, so you know they almost beat Bama. Yeah. You know they don't hire Cadillac. I don't know if fans. I'm not in the Auburn beat. I don't know if fans want a Cadillac, but they don't hire him. Uh, they bring in Hugh Freeze, who obviously has a um, mixed reputation. Not a bad guy, but you know enables no. maybe bad no. things. You know, a lot condones certain activities that most people probably shouldn't condone. Bring him in. He flips the roster to a degree, not anywhere near Deion Sanders or um, even Lincoln Riley at USC. Flips the flips the roster oh, as much as he could. Sorry. It's still not great. He brings in Peyton Thorne, the Michigan State quarterback, who was 
terrible last year. He came from Liberty. So the the program is in flux. And if you can put a team kind of on their heels at the beginning and make it close at halftime, plant a seed of doubt, it would not be the most shocking thing in football if Sanford was in the game late. Not shocking at all. Uh, You see it all the time. Football teams are kind of like individuals and they can get uh, nervous and overthink and fail to execute, right? Like 11 guys truly play as a unit. And if you can chip away at that unit, you have a chance. Now, that's all assuming Sanford executes, like we said earlier. If they can't, they don't matter. But anything else, Grant, like – we won an exciting game, but any anything else you can you can specifically point to uh, to give us a little hope? Starting out fast and quick is obviously priority number one. Yeah. And just from staying up and watching the cow game, shout out. <laughs> I guess I'm shut. Guess I'm shouting out myself for staying up. Anyway, so. yeah, but that didn't come out of my mouth. Come out late of my mouth, start right? There. Anyway, staying up. Yeah, late start and uh, Robbie Ashford. That's another key that a key part that we haven't talked about and. That vaunted rushing attack, if whatever Western put up, Auburn can definitely do that. Once they put Thorne Thorn out there, Jark West Hunter. For sure. And there are other stable running backs uh, to watch out. But a player I kind of had my eye on was uh, number nine of their linebacker. That dude was a monster yes. on Saturday night at Cal. Yes. He was all over the field. So that's, that is a guy to watch. He had something like 13 total tackles. Literally every time you looked up, he was, he was making a play. So that's kind of one guy. If you wanted to go to the Auburn defense, Try to find one guy to look at. That would be uh, number nine, Eugene, Eugene Asante, who who was all over the field, like I said, on on a Saturday night against Cal. Yeah, he's a beast. And that's the problem, right? Like, Auburn has some dogs. Yeah. No matter how bad they might be. Uh, yeah, still an SEC roster. Yeah, still an SEC for roster. For sure. And it's not even a bottom tier. You know, I think Vanderbilt is holding that one. It's anchoring that one down pretty well. Uh but wow, <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah, I mean, look, Auburn's coming up on Saturday. I think the most important takeaway from Hatcher's approach to these games is staying healthy because we got UTC rolling onto campus for our conference home and opener the very next week. We got to stay healthy because this game doesn't matter. The UTC game matters. This game is fun. Right. We love right. as fans. Uh, Auburn fans love a cheap game to bring their family to. Sanford fans love an SEC game to bring their family to. Everyone, yeah. lo- as from a fan perspective, we all love the game. The Auburn players love it because it's a tune-up. Uh, it's a glorified scrimmage usually. I don't know if our guys love it. I think they do. I think they love playing in an SEC stadium under the lights. Like That's going to be an awesome environment, right? Yeah, for sure. For that's sure. a perk. They're going to be juiced up. They're going to be ready to go. And we never go into a game thinking we're going to lose. Uh, and so the guys have a winning mentality. Right. We got competitors on the team. And as you said, Grant, we got experienced veterans who have played in, in games like this before. If we're at halftime and it's close, we got a chance. That's all, that's all I'm going to say. You know, we'll give our predictions yeah, here. For sure. Uh, let's just roll right into it, I guess. So Sanford, Auburn, I asked Mike and Jeb. Yeah. Jeb went with Sanford. We gotta have our homer pick. Well, someone had to pick Sanford, right? But Mike went Auburn. I'm going Auburn. Grant, who do you got? Uh, we're going. I think we're gonna go Auburn, but I think uh, the line obviously obviously isn't out yet. But I think Sanford has a chance to cover if it's around. I'm trying to think what the line might be, like mid twenties, maybe something like that. Well, I think it'll be so higher know, than that. Well, I know South. 
Yeah, well, I know South Carolina was favored over Furman by like sixteen and a half or seventeen. That was so like it? somewhere in there. Uh, Holy, that's what moly. I think. So that is fascinating. Okay, so so I don't think it'll be super, I don't think it'll be that low. Or the Georgia last year was like fifty one and a yeah. half or whatever. I don't think it'll be that high, but still, I think Sanford can find a way to cover it if it's in like the twenty seven to thirty four ish range, whatever. That's okay. Was. I yeah. like that, but we're still I like that. I like that. Uh, VMI uh, plays NC State, another money game. Jeb won NC. Everyone picked NC State. Grant, any reason to pick VMI here? No, we're going Brendan yeah. Armstrong, NC yeah, State, NC all State all the way. An interesting game up next: Furman, Kennesaw State. So Kennesaw State, we talked last week. It was a split camp. You know, they're headed to the FBS. They have more scholarship players. They kind of got handled though by UTC. Surprising dub by the Mocs. Yeah. Now they get Furman. Jeb went Kennesaw State. Uh, maybe he thinks the Mox was an anomaly, but he's rolling with the Owls. Uh, Mike goes Furman. I'm going Furman. Grant, uh, what, are you, what are you saying? Uh, I think I'm going to go Furman, too. I know it's at Kennesaw. It's uh, in that uh, soccer stadium environment. <laughs> the fans are literally right on top of you, as we found out when Sanford mm-hmm. went over there for their playoff game. I can't remember what. Actually, it was. 2017. So it'll be a good crowd, but I think Furman will find a way on the road to get it done. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Especially after playing South Carolina. It'll be a nice change of pace, so to yeah, speak. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Then what I pegged yeah. as the uh, the SOCON most interesting game of the week, Western Carolina travels to Eastern Kentucky. So for those who don't know, Eastern Kentucky's not bad. They actually took, I'm blanking on his name, but they essentially no. sniped one of our Big D lineman transfers that we could really use right now. Uh, so they're a pretty solid program. At Media Day, I heard someone say their program might be in flux, but they put up a huge fight oh. against Kentucky last year or last week, and that instilled a lot of confidence uh, in my opinion of them. So Jeb went Western, Mike went Western. I'm going Eastern Kentucky. I think Western has a letdown game after such a big. Uh, emotional win, first win against a top ten team since the nineties, I think. So, yeah, Western traveling to Eastern Kentucky. Eastern Kentucky playing a really great game against the University of Kentucky. It has all the recipe for a for an Eastern Kentucky dub. But Grant, what are you thinking? I'm pretty sure I wrote down Western because it would be nice for our playoff chances if it came to that line if they kept winning. But I think I'm going to go Eastern Kentucky at home. Yeah. We're going to flip that All right, one. all right. Uh, the next one, not as not as interesting. Uh, Presbyterian at Wofford. Jeb Wofford, Michael pick Wofford. I'm going Wofford. Grant? We're going with – we're going to uh, save the graphic, as they say on College Game Day, when like Herb Street <laughs> will pick like Al- – we'll pick Texas. Everybody's picked Alabama. We're going to go – we're going to go with the blue hose of Presbyterian. Virginia Lynchburg by 30 last week. So we're going wow. – we're going with PC. Wow. Citadel at UTC. Um, we all know our opinions about Citadel. Jeb went with the mocks. Mike went with the mocks. I'm going with the mocks. Grant? We're going with the mocks easy. We can't in our right minds pick uh, Citadel. If Was it Drayden who said in his presser to start the year, uh, people want to hear the truth until you tell it. And I'm going to tell you right now, we're not a very good football team. And he went on and <laughs> yes. on. That's just a great... Just a great soundbite that he had. Uh, is it and I still have that image in my head. It's a, it's a, we're not a great football team. So I'm a, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Chattanooga. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Citadel's in rough shape. The next one's interesting. Um because we don't know a ton about ETSU. Let's see. Let me pull up there. Yeah, so ETSU, you know, they they got whooped by Jacksonville State. But Jacksonville State's good. They're in the FBS now. They were very good in the FCS. Um, they're going to be a problem for teams uh, at the FBS level. Carson Newman was, you know, their kind of shorter game, and they won 42-0. So we really don't know much about ETSU. But they are taking on Austin P, who gave Tennessee fans quite a scare as their defense held in check what is supposed to be a vaunted Josh Heupel offense. Now, you know, it could be they just overlooked and things didn't click. And, you know, the classic, we didn't lose, but we didn't look good game. Doesn't really matter. Doesn't really show anything about either team. And ATSU is on the road at Austin P. Yeah, new quarterback. and Right, 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 right. Jeb went hmm. with uh, the Bucks of ETSU. Mike went with the governors of Austin P. I'm rolling with Austin P here. Grant, what are you thinking? Uh, we're going with Austin P too, as they say. Austin, they literally do say this. Let's go P. That is their hashtag. <laughs> Austin P. I think Austin P can beat ETSU at home. Yeah, I'll take the uh, govs that you said under the lights. That's awesome. Yep. That's awesome. Uh, so yeah, it'll be. There's a lot of hashtag. Let's go. Hashtag. Let's, let's go, go P, baby. There's a lot of good games. Other, you know. That, that aren't necessarily conference games. And, we'll, you know, the conference games will start picking up. We've already had a couple. Yeah. Uh, but I'm kind of liking – I'm really interested about that Eastern Kentucky-Western game and really interested about ETSU sure. because especially after Sanford's performance, we need all the easy wins we're going to be able to get. And I would like to feel really nice about how bad ETSU is. I don't want to necessarily see them become good because if the conference is even that – much more competitive, not great for our odds. But right. let's move on. State of the Bulldogs. Our soccer team on a heater. Went 2-0, beat Kennesaw State and Troy. We talked about it last week. We really wanted to see some victories, right? We had all these ties, very impressive ties. You know, No one's going to knock a tie against a top 10 team in American Alabama. No, not at but all. But we need to win. We like winning. And we did. Kennesaw State and Troy, you know. I had said, you know, something tells me that Troy's not a bad team. We'll go. Sure enough, in 2019 or 2018, they won. They were like 12 and three or something, 15 and three. Yeah. So they're not necessarily consistently good, but they've shown flashes. So, but any win is a good win. And being undefeated in a week is really all you can ask for. And our goalie's still a stud. So, you know, there's that. She hasn't let in a. Led in a goal since, oh, good Lord, since <laughs> DePaul on August 20th. Our only loss. Yeah, it's almost like I'm as she sc- goes, the team goes. Yeah, I'm just scrolling through the schedule now. 3 0-1-0, 0-0, 0-0, 4-0, 6-0, and then 2-1. Yeah, she's been, she's been awesome as she was recently the uh, SOCON Soccer Defensive Athlete of the Month for August for her clean sheet she uh, keeps putting mm-hmm. up. So shout out to Zoe. Yeah, Zoe's a baller. Uh, on the volleyball side, unfortunately, they essentially had the same results as this past week, or as the week prior. They went one and two in Athens. It is just a tough slate, just as tough of a slate uh, coming up this next yep. week. 
it was weird. Like we went zero and three versus Georgia, lost zero three to Georgia, and then we lost zero three to who traveled in uh, Florida State Florida, on the fourth. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Florida State has uh, this girl from Spain Park High School here locally in Birmingham. She was she's a freshman. She was all over the court uh, last Monday. Yeah, so yeah, so the volleyball team wraps up UAB, South Alabama, Auburn. They finish up the non-conference, and then we'll just get into SoCon play. Uh, where where it should get pretty interesting uh, for sure for our, our lady bulldogs. Well, we will hopefully see as many fans as we can in Auburn this weekend. We're excited, like we said, we're excited. It's our first credentialed game, right? It's kind of fun. Grant, we're also yep. excited that you're now on the team uh, and that we're all going to get to meet up down in Auburn. And Grant, I'm going to give you the last word before we wrap it up. Uh, yeah, it's excited to uh, jump on with you guys, and uh, hopefully we get the a whole team here next time mm-hmm. around. But yeah, a good will be great to see you in person again. As we mentioned before, Auburn's a great uh, college town, a great actual campus compared to some other schools, a great uh, central campus, and it should be fun just to go hang out, hang out down there at a great spot and uh, play a, a great play a good game under a great environment. So it should be yeah, fun. It's going to be awesome. Um, Looking forward to it. With that, the state of the Bulldogs is out. Our first official episode with Grant Gardner of the Sanford Scoop. We will see you all down in Auburn. Hey, you already know. You know, Sanford, about to get that ring, man. Hey, love y'all. We love y'all.